Hello, everyone, and welcome to Midnight Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Latasha Molidor, and I will be sharing with you my personal ghost stories and stories I've heard from my family members, friends, and other sources. I hope you enjoy. Tonight on episode 29, I'll be telling you about the history and hauntings of the popular Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. Performers have included famous acts like Katherine Hepburn, Orson Welles, and Harry Houdini. Since the building is over 100 years old, of course there are many tales about hauntings and supernatural beings that have been seen by employees, patrons, and in photos some have taken while visiting the Paramount Theater. Then, I will end this episode with a listener true scary story. First known as the Majestic, this place was built in 1915 and opened on October 11th of that year for theater plays, comedians, musicians, vaudeville, and feature films located in downtown Austin, Texas. Feature films came later as more and more movie theaters were coming up, one of the films being Batman from 1966. This day and age, now known as the Paramount Theater, it is most popular for hosting events for South by Southwest, the Austin Film Festival, and the Moon Tower Comedy and Oddity Fest. It has four stories and holds about 1,400 people. It was intended to attract nightlife and entertainment to enhance Austin's cultural atmosphere. It was designed by theater architect John Eberson and built by Ernest Knoll. Eberson designed hundreds of theaters and created a style meant to mimic different kinds of scenery. Specifically, the Majestic was to mimic the interior of a Catholic cathedral, and now less than 30 of his theaters remain. The Majestic was bought out in 1930, and it was renamed the Paramount Theater, owned by Paramount Pictures, only showing Paramount movies. It was bought out again in 1941 by Margaret Reed Estate, receiving many renovations over the years. During the Great Depression, vaudeville was not popular anymore. Movies were what everyone was interested in. Different designs and changes came about to accommodate the different genres. Air conditioning and sound systems were added. Some movies during this time were Frankenstein, Dracula, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, King Kong and the Wizard of Oz. During World War II, the theater was used to show short films to support soldier recruits and raise morale for them, also promoting the sale of war bonds. People were wanting more movies than live acts, and they were forced to restructure by 1948. Back then, it was still segregated, so Black people were not allowed inside unless they were working there, like janitorial work. So they had to sit across the street hoping to be able to enjoy shows one day, Of course, they can now. Gospel performances take place there as well. By the 70s, TV and local movie theaters were leading to less people wanting to visit the Paramount Theater. In 1974, John Bernadoni, Charles Eckerman, and Stephen Scott wanted to bring the Paramount back to its original purpose, screening classic films, which gained recognition from Austin city leaders, 
and they were then booking the venue for South by Southwest. The federal government awarded $1.85 million to restore the building. By 1980, the theater had become popular again, bringing live theater back like West Side Story and also live music. Let's get into the background of some of the hauntings. This story is actually really sad. The theater's projectionist and union president, Walter Norris, passed away while he was working in the projection booth of the Paramount Theater. He was always seen drinking soft drinks and eating donuts or sweets. Well, in the year 2000, he had a heart attack and one of the employees went up to the booth to say hi and asked if he could turn up the volume on the movie Casablanca that was playing at the time. When he got up there, he found Walter had passed away. Walter had made jokes about dying on the job and he died three days after making his last joke. Stagehands would always put out donuts for him as tradition. They continued to do this after he passed away. One day they forgot to put out donuts. The lamp started flickering even after trying to fix the equipment. They mentioned Walter was probably mad at them for forgetting his donuts. The next time they remembered to bring him the donuts with other snacks, the equipment worked just fine. Another night, a former executive director was working late between 2 and 3 a.m. and he felt like he wasn't alone. He said he was talking out loud just because he felt a presence there. He hasn't physically seen anything, but he feels it. The lead custodian said there is a haunted restroom. He said you can hear voices when you're in there but it sounds like humming or a male and female voice and what they're saying isn't audible. One of the managers was cleaning up one night and everyone else was gone, but she heard footsteps walking toward her and the old wooden floor was creaking underneath. When she turned around to look, she saw a bar stool across the room spinning. It has also been reported that a spirit tormented a former manager if they didn't like the music he played, so they would turn his music down and people would see translucent figures around the holidays. A performer had an experience as well during rehearsal. He was happy to take pictures of the theater just because it was a great view from the stage. But when he went back to look at the pictures he had taken and posted online, he could see a figure in the photos, but he was alone at the time. People have also seen a woman in a white dress walking around the mezzanine floor. She is known as Emily. Staff thinks she may be a wife of a soldier that was killed since the War Department was right next to the theater. They believe she may be trying to find her way back to the War Department to find out what happened to her husband. One spirit people have seen for over 50 years is an elderly man dressed in clothing from the past. He is seen in the opera box. Back then, smoking was allowed, and recently a patron was visiting the theater, and she was sitting in the area where the elderly man used to sit and smoke. She said that she kept smelling cigar smoke while she was up there. No one knows who he might be, just a guest who loved going to the theater and sitting in that specific area smoking. Are you a fan of true crime? If so, come and join me as I discuss true crime cases involving murder and survivor stories. I'm Latasha, the host of In the Eyes of True Crime, 
And on this podcast, I want to share some of my favorite cases that I have found interesting over the years. If there are any cases you want to hear, just send them my way. Let's talk about it. Now I have a listener story to share. This is my story. Okay, so this took place about 12 to 13 years ago. I was 18 when this happened, but I swear I remember what happened this night more clear than most I've had. On this particular night, I was a designated sober driver as I had recently broken my hand playing rugby. And after I had made my last drop off around 1 a.m., I decided I would call it a night. As I was driving home, I was approaching a local historic house or reserve, and outside of this house was what appeared to be a hitchhiker. I obviously thought this was weird as hell because being rugby season, it was pretty damn cold at 1 a.m., and due to the recent spate of break-ins in the area, I honestly considered picking up this hitchhiker because I thought they would be safer crashing at my parents for the night than on the streets of Belfast Christchurch. As I got closer to this hitchhiker, I got a look at their face. Now this is going to sound bizarre and it's difficult to explain clearly, but the best I can do is liken the face of an old brown leathery volleyball type thing. I felt my blood run cold as I quickly accelerated away. After a couple of seconds, I looked in my rear view mirror and there was nothing there. Now proper scared, I practically raced home Once I got inside, I saw my parents just about to go to bed and my mom says, are you okay, Isaac? You look like you've just seen a ghost. I was just, uh, it's funny that you say that as I recounted what I had just experienced. A couple of weeks later, I was having a conversation with my mom about some other BS that I can't remember nowadays. And she mentions that she told my uncle about what I had said. I was told about the apparent story of a hitchhiker that had been murdered after being picked up from outside of that house. Now I'm unsure if that's true at all, but the whole thing made me think differently about the idea of ghosts. I never believed before this night, and now I do. I'm going to insert this segment from episode 11, Haunted Jobs, where I was working on a haunted movie theater because I just feel like it goes really well with the theme of this episode. Enjoy. In January 2017, I was working full time, but I felt like I had some bills I needed to catch up on, like paying off debt on my credit report and car payments and things like that. I decided to get a part-time job. My husband's friend told me that his job was hiring, so I applied. It was a movie theater here in Austin. It's one of those luxury theaters that have recliner seats, blankets and pillows, and a bar and full menu. Not the one I mentioned in a previous episode though, this one is different. I won't disclose the name only because I haven't been able to find any information about this place actually being haunted. Only what I have heard from the staff there. So after I applied, I got called in for a job interview. I went after work, probably on a Friday evening, and met with one of the managers in the theater lobby. 
I applied for an usher position and after the interview, I think I was offered the job right after and of course I accepted. Now I can't remember if he gave me a tour after the interview or at my orientation, but he showed me the theaters, the restaurant, bar and kitchen area, the break room, restrooms and offices, and he told me what the job duties for this position would include. Then we went into the elevator to go up to the projection room. While we were in the elevator, he asked me if I believe in ghosts. I chuckled and I said, actually I do, why do you ask? He told me that he could understand that was an awkward question to ask, but it was a serious question. Then he told me why. He said they have a ghost there that they call Bob. He said one of the ushers sent him a picture one night. She was in one of the theaters and she heard the credenza shaking violently. A credenza is a cabinet they have that they keep clean linens in and in the drawers they keep silverware and condiments. Honestly, I can't remember if she was in there during a movie or if she was cleaning after a movie ended. Sometimes ushers go in to refill linens during a movie or wait towards the end of a movie to open the doors and start cleaning once the theater is empty. But the credenza started to shake and so she very quickly opened the doors and snapped a picture and left the theater. So she wanted to see if there was something in there but she didn't actually want to look and see so she just snapped a quick picture and then she ran out. She didn't see anything when she opened it because it was so dark. Then he showed me the picture that she sent him. When she left the theater and looked at the picture she had just taken, there was a white face and two hands with a black background. There's a picture on the Facebook and Instagram page that is very similar to what the picture looked like. It reminded me of a distorted mime holding up their hands in the air next to their face. It was really creepy. He then told me managers have complained of closing up after the rest of the staff was gone for the night and hearing sounds or movies would just start playing on their own after all the movies had been shut off. In particular, when the movie The Possession came out, a manager was working and all the projectors had been shut down, but that one movie kept replaying on its own while the manager was there alone trying to close up. Customers would complain that during a movie, they would see what looked like an outline of a person walking directly behind the movie screen, which would have to come from the projector. But if you think about it, if someone walks in front of a projector, it would just block it, right? It would just go black. You wouldn't be able to see a shape just because of a projector just has like a small lens on the end of it. So if you get in front of it, it's just going to block it out. Once I started the job, Everything seemed to be okay, but it ended up not being what I expected and I wasn't making the extra money I hoped to, so I only worked there for a month. But while I was there, I started to hear stories about Bob. My coworkers asked me if the manager told me about him, and I said yes. Then over the course of that month, they shared their experiences with me. I was told that when cleaning, they could feel someone staring at them and they'd look up and see someone up in the projection windows looking at them and then they would disappear or they would turn around and see a head move quickly around the corner from the entrance of the theater. Lights would flicker, things would move on their own or appear out of nowhere. One coworker said that he had bust all the tables up top, all the tables were cleaned off with new linens and he had moved to the lower level. He heard a can fall and he looked up and saw a soda can had fallen over and rolled onto the floor, but he had cleaned up all the tables up top already. 
Then I decided to ask about the picture that was taken in the credenza. And the woman who took the picture said, that was me. I have it on my phone. I'll show you. And she showed me the same picture the manager showed me. So for this job, we would open up the doors and wait for all the guests to leave. We'd start at the top and everyone would pick random duties. In this order, we would dust the chairs, fold and replace the blankets and pillows, bust the tables, wipe the tables, place clean linens, and the last thing to do was sweep. That had to be done after everything else, which I hated because that meant while you're sweeping, everyone else would move on to the next theater and you would just meet them there. So you'd be left in there by yourself. I hated being left alone. So one night while sweeping alone, out loud, I said, Bob, if you're in here, please don't bother me. I'm just here to work. Needless to say, I never had any experiences while working there. But hearing all the stories from my coworkers and managers was just creepy enough to make me feel just a little uncomfortable being alone in the theaters. theater and I was in performing arts myself for a while. I can't remember if I've ever been to the Paramount Theater or not. I've seen so many plays but there are many theaters in Austin so I honestly couldn't tell you where I have gone. Most of the time it was field trips and school years ago but I've seen pictures and the theater is very beautiful inside and honestly I feel like almost every theater has some kind of ghost story. Even when I was in high school, we talked about our performing arts center possibly being haunted, even though it was brand new. I would love to go to a paranormal investigation here. I think it's the perfect space to investigate lots of history, and it's over 100 years old. I guarantee that would be a really fun and exciting experience. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of More Haunted Stories from Austin, Texas. Thank you for listening. it for this episode of Midnight Ghost Stories. If you have a story to share, please send an email to midnightghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. It will be read on the show or send in a voice recording to be played on an episode. Also be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook at Midnight Ghost Stories and Instagram at Midnight Ghost Stories Podcast. Subscribe and download to keep up with each new episode and don't forget to rate and review the show. Tune in next time for another episode of True Creepy Ghost Stories.